Welcome to another edition of TM3 Impact. My name is Tomas Martinez and I am excited. I have a couple here that you need to know. If you don't know them, something is wrong. But first, we need to thank our sponsors. We need to thank Luxury Home Magazine. Thank you for being a sponsor of Luxury Home Magazine. It's pretty awesome. And we need to thank Spanish Grove Academy, the number one Spanish immersion pre-K in SA. So today, who do I have? I am honored to have Orlando and Aquila Mendez Valdez. Thank you for being on TM3 Impact. Yeah, we're excited. Thank yeah, you for yeah. having us. Yes, well, I'm, I'm really glad you guys are here. We were we were doing our um, Ron Burgundy, you know, earlier. <laughs> Unique you know? New York. Unique, Unique New York. We were practicing. We we're getting ready, yeah. and I and I love that. But here's the thing: this is how we always start off the show, and I'm gonna start off with you, Orlando. Uh, Tell us your San Antonio story, Cliff Note version. How did you come about being in this amazing city? Uh, I'm a first-generation Mexican-American. Uh, my parents came from Mexico on to San Antonio. I uh, was born and raised uh, in the west side of San Antonio. Uh, went to Lanier High School, um, played basketball there. I uh, was fortunate enough to have a lot of success on the court. Uh, ended up going to a prep school, Christian prep school in North Carolina, uh, and then from there went on to university, and it's pretty much my the, the foundation of my story. Yeah, and you eventually came back to San Antonio. I did. You eventually ended up coming back to San Antonio, but we got to stay real quick. I, 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 I did a little research. What most people don't know is that you were player of the year. I was. In San Antonio. Yes. What, what year was that? 2004. That's awesome, man. 2004 Player of the Year for the city of San Antonio. That's right. That's stinking cool, Orlando. It is. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. And then in 2009, oh, they go, we need to retire his jersey. <laughs> yeah. How cool was that? How, what kind uh, of experience was that? I mean, it's, uh, I, I like to think of it, uh, you know, it's kind of breaking barriers for a lot of those kids in that area. Uh, they see um, me as kind of a, Role model, uh, see that accomplishment happen, and, and it's something that you want to be able to leave behind individually, like myself. Uh, it's like a legacy. Uh, my kids come back and take pictures with it or be there, and uh, it's just this moment of, of pride. Uh, but more than anything, it's just to show the kids around my area uh, that it can be done. With hard work, a lot of hard work. I'm sure you you you, you got to be a gym rat. I would imagine. I was. Especially if, if you're not. By the way, you gotta <laughs> you gotta follow Orlando on Instagram. You have to follow him on Instagram. I love following your your stories on Instagram. Now we get to college because we're gonna go there because now that's where you two, Akila, that's where you guys meet. Mm -hmm. But I need to know, Akila. We got to go back. I want to know kind of your story, how you got to the point where you were both at the same university. Right. Yeah. So. I grew up probably the exact opposite childhood of Orlando. I grew up uh, in the cornfields of Indiana and uh, grew up playing volleyball, loved uh, volleyball from the get-go. My mom um, was a Big Ten All-American at Purdue, and so that was kind of always in my you know, genetics just to play the sport. So ended up um, being fortunate as well to get a college scholarship to play at Western Kentucky and uh, met this cute little boy there when I actually was on my like recruiting incoming freshman no. trip 
um, was when I met Orlando. So I was just a doe-eyed little wait, wait, know, time out. Was he baby. was he out waiting outside the buses, just watching? Is that what is that what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> he was scouting. He was, he was scouting which freshman am I gonna? Yeah, I like, yeah. check, yeah. check, check. Ugh, that's hilarious. <laughs> So you were coming in for recruiting. You were just there. You were kind of around, and you saw them coming in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. There yeah. you go. Well, the volleyball team set up all the you know freshman incoming recruits. Let's let's go hang out with the basketball boys. Ah. And uh, he was already a, a freshman. Um, he was going to be a sophomore that yeah. fall. And you were coming in as a freshman. Right. Okay, got it. I want to go back now. Mom's a college athlete, right? Was a college mm-hmm. athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh, dad, was he uh, sports? Yeah, he was a big football guy. My parents okay. met playing volleyball just in like summer leagues. Okay. Um, but he was pretty athletic too. Um, okay. Didn't go to college to play sports. But yeah, um, yeah they always kind of had us growing up in the gym too. Yeah, always mm-hmm. playing. Always mm-hmm. playing. Mm-hmm. So going back, I would imagine, okay, mom college right like you know a college athlete went to where did she go purdue Purdue. okay just an amazing university mm-hmm. like what what were some of the things that you heard growing up i would imagine there were some things that you heard growing up that was like whoa like my like she's yeah. been through it yeah well she you know my mom to her credit was always extremely modest like almost to a fault she never talked about her playing i think she wanted she never wanted us to feel the pressure of like living up to what she had done um, but we would hear from other people. People would come up to us and, oh, you're, you're Mary Ann's Smith's daughter, aren't you? Aren't you? And, you know, we didn't really understand what that meant. But I remember her being inducted into the Hall of Fame at Purdue when I was growing up. And that was that was kind of a moment where I was like, I think my mom's kind of a big deal. Like yeah. she's I mean, you know, grand scheme of things, volleyball doesn't get as much attention as other sports. But um, for what she was able to accomplish, you know, back then for her day, I mean, that was huge for women, for, you know, athletics and everything that right. that she kind of broke some barriers of her own a little bit. Yeah. How cool, how, how old were you when you saw your, her get inducted into the Hall of Fame? How old were you? I think I was maybe like sixth grade, somewhere around there. That would stick. Yeah. Formative years for sure. It was, it was cool to see that and to see how she handled the attention and how she kind of, you know, let us be our own people and decide what we wanted to do. But she also, pushed us pretty hard. Whatever we were going to decide was our passion. She was going to make sure to be right behind us. You had to be all in. Yeah. Okay. Now go back because the level of success that you had in high school, the level of success that you had coming up, getting to the point of getting your scholarship, right? Uh, What was the motivating factor for you uh, parent-wise, mom, dad? What what was the motivating factor, Orlando? Well, a little bit of touch on Akilah. Um, you know, my upbringing was different. I had no expectations of anything, you know, any sort. Uh, my mom was a single parent, uh, lived in the projects there. Uh, they were called the Alazanes at the time. Um, man, basketball was just one of those things that uh, it was feasible. It was it was just about any block you can go to and, and play and play with random strangers and friends. Uh, so it was kind of a tool uh, to escape uh, the environment I was living in. Um, so, man, it, it, it's just like a whole different ball game when we when we speak of, of childhood. Uh, but the important factor for me, uh, where everything just changed, was in middle school when I met um, Abel Valdez, which is uh, my father figure now. Well, my father, I, I call him father. Um, that's where Valdez comes from. Okay. Uh, so he he he, uh, he was a PE uh, middle school coach, and he was uh, uh, the coach for uh, B team. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that time, I was kind of you know on the fork in the road where 
you know, I can go this direction or this. And he was that factor that kind of saved my life along with basketball. Mm. Um, so that was a crucial moment, you know, and sixth to seventh grade, you know, you know, I mean, having kids now, you, you, you can see middle school is just tough in general. Um, so, I mean, I think God sent him uh, in my path for a reason, and uh, I owe him a lot. That's awesome. Abel Valdez. Abel Valdez. Well, shout out to Abel Valdez because look at what came from that. Mm-hmm. Right. Like and just to see and, you know, you look up Orlando's Wikipedia and you're like, OK, like Abel Valdez. What kind? That's an, a massive impact, man. Yeah, that's really, really cool. And he's still someone you talk to today. Oh, yeah. He's my father. He's, uh, you know, the girl's grandpa. Girls. Yep. He's absolutely oh, he's like to our family. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so totally. cool. Oh, that yeah. is so cool. OK, so now we're now at uh, Western Kentucky University. You've already scoped out all the freshmen that are coming in. <laughs> he's, he's been waiting outside the bus just watching. Now, when you, when you saw, heard her name, Akila, where did you, where, were you kind of like, is that really your name? Did you, really, like, did you stop and pause for at least a second? I, uh, yeah, at first, I, you know, I, I thought it was a beautiful name. It yeah, was so it's unique. beautiful, it's yes. So unique. Uh, that was like one thing that came to mind. And then the second was like, man, how, how do you spell that? <laughs> Me too. Yes. So go back. How did where did the name come from? I, I so that everybody knows. Yeah. Well, it's actually um, from the Bible. It's a really small part in Acts, um, and it's pronounced usually. People say Aquila and Priscilla. Yes. And so my parents wanted a biblical name that was different, and so they thought, okay, Aquila is a little more of a feminine pronunciation, but they wanted something different. I'm pretty sure that's the first person to ever be named Aquila in Indiana. Like they definitely went out on a limb there. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, throws people off all the time. I've heard it all. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I love it though. I, I, I think it's a beautiful name. So now you, y'all meet, y'all meet, uh, uh where did, how did, I want to hear your story first. How did y'all meet Orlando? Well, it was, uh, unofficial visit she came okay at that party mm-hmm. uh and then uh, i was just trying super hard to show off in front of her oh snap super hard you, what are you doing one-handed push-ups what were you doing, I was doing, <laughs> I was actually doing. literally literally no you were not yes. are you serious just, at the pool doing everything. handstands trying to show off uh and then that's so awesome uh i, I just want to leave it leave pretty much a mark so when she was going to come back she'll remember me and yeah. she, you know we kind of like leave it off then yeah and you're like catch I, up. I was a dude doing the handstands yeah, like, you, you, don't you, don't, you don't remember that <laughs> what what those romantic handstands you don't remember that is that? so uh, funny uh, now wait boy. y'all have two beautiful children and i love again if you are not following akila on instagram you have to your daughters are amazing thank you i i, I, I do they know these stories? Have y'all talked to them about some of these stories? I, they, know they know we met much. in college. Yeah. I don't know if they know. They don't know the whole. handstand story. Not the, no, not the You got to tell the them tonight the handstand yeah, story. Maybe. I love it. All right. So you guys meet first date. What, what, what happened? Who asked who? That's a funny, that's a funny story. I love it. Um, so we're going to go out to eat and then, you know, uh, go watch a movie. <clears throat> At the time, I didn't have a car. You know, I'm still... So she has a car. She has an allowance. I was like, what? I'm like, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, so two different worlds. I love it. Oh, it's two different. I worlds. love it. So she's gonna. We're gonna go on this date, and um, you know, she's driving, and I like to say that she just kind of got memorized in my eyes 
mm-hmm. and wasn't watching, and we rear in. Oh no! Like Not a, an accident. Our oh first no! Date. First date, totally. Because she was driving. Yeah. Totaled my car. Totaled um, my little Jeep Liberty. Oh wow! Sad and she was just crying, going story. She she was just kind of like, you don't understand my mom. Like she. <laughs> Like she's gonna. Speaking just, of a strong mom, she, you don't understand. Like, wait, wait, hold on. Like, she's I, gonna I think she's gonna, me. she's gonna care if you're important. I mean, I'm important. <laughs> you're okay. Yes. You're gonna be fine. Uh, I was just trying to calm her down, and uh, uh, man, she, she. Uh, after that story, after we started talking more about her family, I was like, man, I'm kind of scared to meet her mom. <laughs> uh, but it was almost like that experience like bonded us together, though. Like yeah. to, to yeah. your first date, go through something that like extreme, and he saw me like total in a meltdown phase. And yeah. then I remember later on that night too, yeah. one of his friends came back in the like dorm room and was like, "Hey, are you guys all right?" Well, we were yeah. like laughing and talking at that point, and yeah. I literally to this day can remember the moment thinking like if this guy can make me feel so like m- like so stable and normal and okay after such a horrible day and I like because when he said that are you guys okay I was like what are you talking about yeah. I was like oh we got in an accident today but he had completely taken my mind off of it and I think that was a like light bulb moment for me like this guy is, is special he's like really you know, has some long-term potential here. That's right. <laughs> Those handstands paid off. Yeah. <laughs> and he's great at handstands. That's like, right. That's I got to lock right. this down. That's awesome. <laughs> so you guys date for how long? Y'all were dating all throughout college? Yeah. All college. All yeah. College. Got married. I graduated in, so he graduated the year before me and played his first year professional. Okay. Um, and then I graduated the following May and we got married in June. Oh, wow. Yep. That's awesome. Mm. That is awesome. Get married in June, and then did, is that when you decide to move to San Antonio? When at what point did you decide to come to San Antonio? Well, so Orlando started his professional career right out of college, okay. playing in Jalapa in Mexico. Okay, um, and so San Antonio has always been home base, but really for the first you know six or seven years of mm. our marriage, we were back and forth between his basketball season. And then we would come back to San Antonio every off season. Ah, gotcha. So I think we got married in June, moved all our stuff to San Antonio, but then we left for Jalapa in like July or August. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, to live for the season. Okay. Um, so it was kind of hit the ground running right from the get go. Nice. Mm -hmm. Nice. And so during that time, I know you've worked, you worked at an an ad agency Mm -hmm. right here in San Antonio. Yeah. You were pursuing professional. And I remember at one point, weren't you living in Israel? Yeah. We did uh, 10 months there, a whole season. I remember that. Uh, What was that like? I mean, because you took your kids, your kids were there with you. Yeah. Yeah. What was that like? Uh, It it was incredible. I I think it it was one of those things as well that just bonded us and got us closer together as a family. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, the country itself was amazing. The food was great. The people. uh, Yeah. It was definitely a whole culture shock because we had played every other year he had played in Mexico. So, you know, you can kind of people speak English people and people spoke English in Israel too. But if you ran into somebody who only spoke Hebrew, we were screwed. Like we Mm -hmm. didn't, we couldn't get around at all. Um, so we picked up a little bit, but it was definitely, you know, leaned on each other and leaned on, you know, our family to kind of be there for us, even though we were all the way across the ocean and, um, it was, it was a challenge. Yeah, I remember sure. uh, us having a discussion about our oldest, Cora, um, that she's now seven, 
was we're going to put her in school and we're like should we go the private route or should we do a public all hebrew speaking school and it was just kind of one of those things as, as parents like we always come back uh i think our values are similar in that in the core sense uh, we ended up putting her in a public speaking hebrew school and i remember her writing this post of just how nervous and she was crying when we got back to the place and she was just so scared but uh Cora thrived. I mean, she uh, she loved it, and she mm-hmm. started picking up Hebrew, and she started uh, being able to order for us in, in restaurants. And, wow. Um, those are the little things like that that, uh, for me, it's like, man, money came by and, and experiences like that. That's true. That's very, very true. Okay, so now, professional athlete, you've been doing this now for uh, 10 years, though. Yeah, 10, going to 11. Going into your going 11th to your 11th season. season? Yeah. So I, I I think about this from, you know, when you have a professional athlete in t- like entrepreneurship, running a business, I mean, literally the, your body is your business, right? Like you have to take care of yourself so well. And I would imagine that, that, I mean, how do you mentally, because I mean, that's a long time to play professional sports, right? Because when you get beyond 10 years, it's hard. What is motivating you at this point in your life? This point in my life, uh, I, I think it's my time with my kids. I think that this is um, that path that obviously I still have huge passion for it and I'm competitive. Uh, but I think this is kind of the path that's going to give us that financial freedom um, where, you know, if, if Cora has swim practice like this morning, um, I'm going to be there for her. Um, she has a game here or there, or she has a piano recital. Uh, I mean, just being able to be there for those moments, I, I think for me that's uh, how you measure success. Uh, yeah. uh, before, you know, I didn't know what that was. I didn't know money. You, you think that success is this path, but I think it's internally what you think of it. And I think for, for me and for Aquila is being able to be for there for our kids are the most important uh, moments of their lives. I love that. I love that. And then Aquila, you started Oat in Texas, mm-hmm. which is a, an agency, social media agency. How would you describe it? So we started actually when I first, uh, you know, kind of realized we're going to be moving to San Antonio and Texas in general. I started it as just a blog um, to really kind of get my name out there, connect with the you know community I was moving to. Um, and that's how I actually landed my first internship and then turned into a job with, um, a PR agency downtown. Um, and I, you know, worked for that agency while kind of running my blog on the side, uh, for about four, four or five years. And, uh, and then got to the point where, you know, you kind of started to get that itch where you feel like, okay, you know, I, I happened to be expecting Issa, our second daughter, and wanted a little bit more flexibility, that financial freedom that he was talking about and felt like it's kind of time for me to do my own thing. If I'm going to be working this hard and be away from my kids, I want to be doing it because I'm building my own brand and my own name versus somebody else's company. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been now five years, uh, since I went off on my own and, uh, now the blog is, you know, kind of there as a creative outlet, but, um, the agency is really where we've kind of exploded in growth, um, and seen, uh, you know, our client roster and really, I mean, honestly, 
you and Christina were one of the very first, if not the first to give me a shot. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, cause I was still, um, super pregnant with Issa. Oh my goodness. Remember the that? Summit, the luxury real estate summit. Yes. That yes. was like the first time somebody uh, took a chance on me. I mean, yeah. I, you know, kind of had things lined up, you know, to start off, but you guys were the first ones to really kind of like say, we're going to take a chance on you. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, will forever be grateful to you guys for that. Cause it just, you know, when you're building a client list, it's all about yeah. that kind of stepping stones and, and building what you can from the first opportunity. And you yeah. guys were that for me. So yeah, I, I, I thoroughly remember walking around the Tobin center and you know, here, here's Akila six foot and I mean, you were Massively pregnant, pregnant. Pre- and I mean, didn't pregnant. skip a beat. As you know, you know this, you know this about your didn't skip a beat. Does it just was running, making things happen. Okay. Tomas, we need an interview. Come back here. We got a news station. Now let's talk to you. I mean, didn't skip a beat. It was amazing, no, but, but sorry. see that, What's really interesting is so that turned into you have your professional career, you have your business starting to take off, Mm -hmm. and then you start investing. Tell me where that came into all of this. So um, my third year, second year playing professionally, I uh, hurt my knee pretty bad, uh, tore my meniscus, uh, needed surgery, and it was just kind of one of those moments. It was like, um, what do people with money do, you know, and... And I started researching, and, and it was kind of one of those things like, man, what if I can't even pick up this basketball and continue to play this sport? Like, where is my income going to come from? Uh, you know, and one of my biggest things that I, I strongly dislike is when people always want to throw out, like, oh, you should invest that money. You should invest that money. And, it, you know, you kind of just want to be blunt and be like, well, show me how. Tell me what do I need to do. Mm-hmm. And no one ever has the answers, you know, uh, or the people that I was surrounded with. Um, so, and then I started looking into real estate. I think it, I, I thought it was one of those, I mean, rich dad, poor dad was the first, I think it came from, uh, Keela's father that handed me that book. He gave you the book. He gave me the book and I read it and it just changed my perspective on everything. Uh, and then from there, we just, uh, started buying, um, buying hope. You know, I, I like the longevity of things. Like I like the wealth of, for long period of time. And that's, that's kind of where I wanted to go to. I didn't. I didn't like the whole flipping. Uh, uh, I didn't. There's different avenues you can go in real estate, mm-hmm. and I, I think that was just for me, and it makes sense for our, our situation. Um, so we're going on what about nine years that yeah. we start investing in properties in, mm-hmm. uh, here in San Antonio, and uh, just recently uh, about to own our first uh, place in Mexico City. Wow. Yeah. So is it a, is it a rental? Like a rental? Well. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I could disclose this yet, but oh, maybe not. That's okay. Yeah, we can t- tell us another time. But yeah, but it'll, yeah. It'll, I'll live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, can't, I, can't. I yeah. haven't signed a contract yet for who I'm going to play for. Got so it. Just pretty much going into. Got that. it. Understand. Totally understand. Yeah. Well, that's it. Now, I this is. I always think it's interesting too because whenever you get to a point where I'm just thinking you read rich dad, poor dad. Did you get to read this one too? Rich dad, poor dad. No, I just get to benefit from him reading it. Yeah. It's it's such a good book. Like I went back to it just recently and I was rereading this book and I was just like, this is so good, right? Like it's, 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 it's one of those books where you read it and you just kind of go, this makes so much sense. But now here's my question to you. Is it uh, now that you're on the other side, you've read the book and you've acted upon it? Because look, 
there are a lot, you know, I've read a lot of books, but there are some books that I have not acted upon, right? Or, mm-hmm. you know, really applied. You applied it. I want to know what was it like when you did your first deal? Do you remember your first deal? Yeah, uh, it was a ball of all emotions. It was scary. Uh, I was, uh, it, it was a sense of uh, joy and, and pride. We had our kids there, like took pictures with them in the living room, uh, had them crawling. Um, man, it, 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 but it, it was scary. It was just like, you know, this uh, Achilles, depending on me, uh, you know, I, I did my research and, and uh, I'm, I'm in, we're putting ourselves in something that, that I actually know what I'm doing or what I'm saying or I'm talking about. Uh, so it was, it was, uh, it, it was neat to actually see it all play out yeah. uh, throughout the process though. Um, that, you know, that it, it worked out for us at the end. Um, but I, I think that was, the. Uh, the emotions that I had. Do you, rem- you remember Tequila, your first, the first deal? Yeah. yeah, it was a lot of, I think, trust involved to kind of feel like, you know, cause we were straight out of college. We hadn't had, you know, any example of what this looked like from either of our families as far as real estate investments. Um, I mean, my dad was an entrepreneur and small business owner running a family farm, but, um, you know, as much as he's invested in, you know, land, he hasn't necessarily looked at properties and he doesn't know the San Antonio market and Orlando did all of that, um, research to kind of feel good about it. But yeah, in, in hindsight, we probably should have been way more aggressive than what we were <laughs> right yes, during the time. What do you yeah. mean by, give me, what do you mean by that? Well, Tell I mean, me. we started our first properties buying in like the tail end of the recession, just mm. as things were kind of super i mean we could have been buying up stuff yeah, left and right i, I was conservative uh mm. with my capital pretty much and and i didn't know all these different ways of you know funding and different loans and and i you know knowing now every, all the information we had i would have gone all in at oh, that time interesting i yeah. i would have gone all in Lessons learned for sure. Yeah. yeah, it was scary at the time. It was just really scary to put our, you know, cash into it and see what happens. Yeah, so you just don't know. And so now on the other side, how many how many properties you think total? Uh, so ballpark. We're, we're we're pending on one here in San Antonio now. Okay, in Mexico City. That, I think that would give us uh, close to fifteen doors. Yeah. $15. That's so stinking yeah. awesome. Yeah, so it's uh it's been it's been neat. That's uh, really congratulations to both of you. Yeah, well and I mean really Orlando's done ninety percent of the work. Yeah. Um, and he's I, been doing it all part time. Right. Like right, 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 right. It's right. just his thing to do when he's not playing basketball. So yeah. I, I think I'm excited to see, you know, in the future when he does retire if we do that full time, yeah. how he'll just, you know, scale. You see, uh, the female's mind, how it works. I heard it. She's trying to stroke my ego a little bit. <laughs> she's trying to stroke my ego a little bit. And then she's like, right. transitioning. And then she it. dropped that R word. She said something about that R word. I heard that R word. I'm personally excited to see. <laughs> What will happen? <laughs> oh, that's oh, awesome. Those tricks, those tricks. All right. So now you, you're, you're in San Antonio. You guys are doing awesome things. And I want to talk about the basketball camp because uh, I know that you've done the basketball camp in the past and it was something I was passionate. I know you had mentioned it to me. Tell me about how's that going? Where does that stand? How can people help with that? Uh, well, I have did it one year. Yeah. Uh, enjoyed it. I had a lot of support. Um, yeah. I haven't done it since uh, because that summer 
I wasn't playing with the national team. Okay. Uh, and then after that, I rejoined the national team for the World Cup. Um, and so my schedule was just kind of, I was in and out of uh, San Antonio or country, the country itself. Yeah. So I, I couldn't, I can't really find that time. And, you know, when I'm done with my season, I want to just be able to come home, uh, be with my kids and my family. That, right. You know, I've been missing that whole time. Uh, and, and it's hard to commit to something that's going to take that time away from, from my family. Right. Um, so I haven't done it since. But now that I'm retired from the national team, okay. uh, at least I would know uh, more of the schedule of the timeline that I'll have for okay. summertime. Uh, but it, it is for sure a gratifying kind of experience that I'm definitely going to continue with it. And okay. I do want to do it again. Um, now it's just kind of figuring out uh, people to help out with, with uh, gyms and, mm-hmm. and something with AC because during the summertime, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty hot. And uh, yeah, that's really, it's really where that's at right now. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, you've well, continued to kind of connect with kids that you can coach or mentor or, you know, his dad, Abel, still, Orlando's not the only success story that Abel has helped. Abel has got, oh. you know, a track record of probably dozens of kids, if not yeah. probably more than dozens. It's probably in like close to like a hundred. So I mean, you never, I don't even know. He's, yeah. he's just always stayed in touch with the youth in that yeah. community and constantly has kids at the house, constantly has kids that he's helping get to practice. And so, Orlando's also kind of taken up that role too when he's here to mentor. Oh, those, those, that's know. what was on your Instagram stories. Yeah, so the five oh, a.m. workouts. Okay, that yes, I have, uh, those are part of my kids that are, you know uh, come out and train with me. And tell me was, about that five a.m. workout. Explain that to me. Uh, so yeah, yeah, we usually do basketball individual workouts at five a.m. Okay, the gym's pretty much empty. Uh, we do it about almost two hours. Okay, go back home. Um, fix some breakfast, take Cora to swim practice, come back home, uh, and then we go for a second session around 11. You're doing two-a-days. Two-a-days. I yeah. love it. Two-a-days. I love it. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Okay, so I, I, you know, to, to wrap this up, number one, I want to say thank you. And, I, I, and, and I, it's really, really cool to know the, the story of how you guys met, the handstands, <laughs> you, you know, driving and hitting somebody on your first date, yeah, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I love you sharing that. And I think that'll be a great story for people to hear uh, as they listen. Now, what I want to do is ask you, uh, because in, in the book, he basically talks about, you know, there are 11 questions. This is Tim Ferriss, Tools of Titans, right? So he, he, he uh, excuse me, Tribe of Mentors. The book is Tribe of Mentors. And he comes up with these questions and they're all, you know, just very different, right? But I like this question for both of you because you're both probably techie, right? You're probably techie people, right? Yeah. So listen to this. What is the most uh, or best, most wild investment, something that you've done, the best investment that you've made in the last six months, like it has been the best investment, either time or money that you've put in and had the biggest result. I'll let you take that one first. Uh, so for me, I um, started about a year ago, coming up in, in the fall, it would have been a year. Um, I started for the first time really investing in sales training and basically sales training and business coaching, um, with Sandler. I don't know if you've heard of Sandler. Very familiar. Yep. So started with a local team here in San Antonio that does Sandler training 
And it was a big, you know, I think when you're a small agency and it's for the longest time, it was just me. And we've only recently built out a team, um, investing in your business always feels scary. Um, but that for me kind of helped me see, you know, we've talked about before, you know, the e-myth of getting to the point where are you working on your business or in your business? Mm -hmm. And that was a moment for me where over the past, you know, few months where I've really started to shift my focus from, you know, being all in the, you know, client activity and just swarmed with putting out fires every day, or Mm -hmm. am I rising above that and helping my team be successful and I'm the one handling, you know, more of the long-term vision for the company mm-hmm. um, because it's so easy to just every day survive versus figuring out how do I transition into that, you know, next level role kind of yeah. thing. No, I, I'm glad you said that because mm-hmm. it, it's, it's very interesting because so many people are afraid to be coached. Mm-hmm. But, but, but think of this perspective, the dynamic, right? Professional athlete. You've had coaches your entire life, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, you might have a shooting coach. You might have a stretching coach. You might, I would imagine on every team, there are different people that specialize, right? Mm-hmm. But the fact is, you need a coach to get you to the next level, yeah. but you have to have the desire it has to start with you want to get better, right. and, and I'm sure you would agree with that, right? Like If you don't want to get better, there's not a lot of coaching that's really going to help. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have to want to be better. And so that's awesome. I'm glad you're doing that because yeah. coaching pays off. What, what about you? Biggest investment? Uh, I think it was taking the time uh, and kind of researching, um, you know, because you hear of all these, you know, celebrities or athletes uh, that do shows or, or join a certain team. And in exchange, they, they figure out different methods, uh, either taking a percentage of, of equity or of some sort are um, going into business or partnership with something. I think for me was this last um, this last contract that I'm I'm about to sign uh, that involves uh, something similar to that, uh, where yeah. in exchange of you know uh, liquid funds, it's um, it's kind of equity. That's awesome. So yeah, I think that would be my. Uh, Last six months. Besides that, I've just been a stay-at-home dad. So yeah. There's nothing, much, there's nothing much else going on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, you're still getting your body ready. Yeah. I mean, you're still training. Well, you're still getting, taking care of yourself. A juicer. Talk about your juicer. That there's was an two investment. Small okay. Ones. <laughs> okay. You know, the little uh, the slow cook, uh, slow. Slow uh, press. Slow press. press right? yeah. Juicers. Oh, the oh, cold press. You're talking about the, yes. the, the cold press. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You got, got into that. I got into that. Okay. And, uh, that's part of my routine now, my diet. And uh, that's it's awesome. Has uh, it been a big cha- game changer? Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, okay. I think I, it gives me energy. Uh, it keeps me kind of uh, going throughout my day, and at the same time, it keeps me at, at kind of a maintenance uh, standpoint physically for, for what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the second one would be the little gun. I don't know if you've ever seen the little guns for the massage guns. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I'm Thera glad gun. you brought this up. Thera Christina, I want the Theragun. I need it. <laughs> Which one did you get? The Volter? I don't know. It's the little silver black. Yes. The, the Hypervolt? Yes. Hypervolt. Oh, I see. Yeah, it look, it's really cool. That one looks really cool. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's, it's uh, weighs less and it makes less noise because uh, there's a couple other ones on the market that uh, makes so much noise. There's loud. Yeah, and yeah. this one's been awesome. So you you can just do it yourself. Yep. 
See, I need to get one. Yeah. Christina, I'm getting the, I'm getting the Theragun. That's it. Yeah. Uh, which, so you got the Volt, though. I did the Volt. You the did the Volt. Volt. And how long does the battery last? Is it is it a long battery? Oh, I, there's days that I don't even charge it. Oh, that's uh, cool. So I, I just have it in my backpack, and I use it for a pre kind of workout and then a the post-workout. Oh, uh, well. that's cool. That's yeah. very, very cool. All right, last but not least, uh, what do you think in the last five years – uh, a habit that you've changed that has drastically improved your life. It sounds like that cold press might be one, but what is a habit that you've changed in the last, you know, four or five years that has improved your life? What do you think? Our marriage life? Yeah. Let's do, <laughs> hey, let's do that. What about marriage? Yeah, let's do that. That's a good one. Yeah. Because how long like have y'all been married now? Is it over 10, nine. right? Nine. Nine years. Okay. Yeah, next year will be 10. That's cool. Yeah. So next year will be a big one. Yep. Um, let's see a habit. I think I used to, I I'm actually reading atomic habits right now. Have okay, you read yep. that yet? I have not. I've heard okay. about it. It is super good. And okay. I think it teaches you how to not only like implement good habits, but also break bad habits and how to like do both versus everybody has all the goals to build up great habits, but you also have to figure out how to break the bad ones. For me, one of my bad ones was always it would drive Orlando nuts to have this one like pile of clothes in this one spot in our room that I would just let gather there. And I have finally <laughs> broken that habit and been better about like putting things. I just I think in general, like as you mature, yeah. creating like a home space and being more disciplined in like, you know, creating a space that feels calming and, you know, you start your day on the right, you know, note, you run things and do things, all the hashtag adulting kind mm -hmm. of boring things is where I'm at now trying to like have all of that running Love it. seamlessly, I think. Yeah. yeah. Love it. All right, Orlando, what do you got? Marriage wise or just in general? It could be both, one or the other. Um I just had it and I just lost it. Um You you are a creature of habit too, so you really like thrive on same kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think one would have to be clothes. Okay. Uh, you know, just wearing shorts and a t shirt, you yeah. know, because before I would want to dress a certain type of way every day yeah uh, even if i was going to certain places yeah and i think it just saves me so much time and, and it releases so much stress not having to deal with that yeah uh, i mean i still get dressed up for different occasions and right. events but in a daily day i just i love just knowing i have black shorts and, yeah. and a, a, a t-shirt that's right uh, i think that's been pretty big for me yeah um, just not having to deal with all that I love it. Kind of prioritizing different yep. things, right? Well, you cre you're creating your Zuckerberg look, man. It's just, yeah. you know, I mean, it's hey. It's a little different. That's, it ain't nothing wrong with it. Mm -hmm. uh, if I could be in a running shorts, in a running shirt every day, I, I, would, I would totally do it. Mm -hmm. Totally do it. Ain't nothing wrong with it, right? Well, listen, I want to thank you both for being on TM3 Impact. Really appreciate your time. These are your coffee mugs. To, you know, wow. to showcase that you were here hanging out with TM3. Yes. Thank you so much. When this podcast comes Cheers. out, we may not be able to release it yet, obviously, from <laughs> what was talked about. But when we do release it, I'd love for you guys to share this and, and uh, tell everybody about what we did, talked about today. Thank you again. Appreciate yeah. you being on the oh, show. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you Take care, guys. Please. Please.